Hey, everybody. This is Patrick, the Chief Monkey and founder of Wall Street Oasis. Just wanted to first off say thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Second, wanted to make sure for any of you in the market for financial modeling training, remind you that Wall Street Oasis does have some incredible financial modeling training courses, including Excel modeling, financial statement through, you know, linking up the three statements, DCF, valuation, M&A, LBO, um, even more niche courses like 13-week cash flow, venture capital course, real estate modeling, you name it. Go ahead and check them out at wallstreetoasis.com slash courses. Thanks for the support. Hello and welcome. I'm Alex Grodnick, and this is Moving Up, a podcast about secrets to success, struggles along the way, and life in general. Today on the pod, Gabe Nelson, the author of the Solo Entrepreneur's Money Manifesto. Gabe and I have a great conversation all about financial advice for entrepreneurs and establishing your dream life. Really interesting. So stay with us. Okay, Gabe, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks, Alex. I am excited to be here. Yeah, uh, you wrote a new book. It's called The Solo Entrepreneur's Money Manifesto. Love to hear what does that mean? And then you can get into all your background and, and all that fun stuff. Well, uh, what the solopreneur's money manifesto means is, is it's this kind of way of laying out a plan for someone to create the life they want. And so the kind of like the subtitle of the book is how to master your finances and create the life that you want. And long story short, it's really, a, it's a, it's a roadmap for someone to follow like a manifesto. Wow. Okay. So now I'd love to hear how you got to this point where you were able to write this book and give this advice and, you know, be at this point of your life. What's your journey been? Oh, my journey. Well, I started right out of college, right in the financial services and insurance industry. Um, I knew right, right away in college that kind of the life I wanted to have but I didn't know what that was going to be like. What, was I going to go into self-employment? Was I going to go into some type of business? Was I going to try to start one? What was I going to do? And I didn't, I didn't have any major skills. I didn't have any products to sell or develop or anything like that. And so I started looking at what the insurance and financial services industry would provide for me in the form of freedom. And so I came right out of college, right into the industry. And uh, so here we are now, 27 years later, uh, having been in multiple areas of the insurance and financial services industry and carved out a niche of what I call solopreneurs. And so over the course of my career, I started to really fall in love with working with what I would call those solo entrepreneurs and all of the intricacies and the changes and the tweaks that need to happen in that world, I just really fell in love with. And so I thought, well, this crazy thing called a pandemic came along and I wasn't traveling all over the country with my kids for soccer and dance and cheer and everything else. I'm like, well, if there was ever a time to write a book, now's the time to write it when I have time. Very cool. So Gabe, now you do have an expertise and a skill set, but at the beginning days when you were graduating college, you were just trying to solve for, you said, the life you wanted to live. What, what did that entail? What that entailed was, was, and, and it took me a while to put the, free, the, the words to it, but freedom. I wanted freedom. I knew that I wanted to have the opportunity to make unlimited income. I also knew that I wanted to be able to coach my kids' teams. I wanted to be at every event. I wanted to be involved in everything I possibly could. And I wanted to be able to choose who I worked with. And so I don't know how that really came about. I just knew that in college. I'm like, all right, I want freedom. I want to be around my kids. I want to be able to choose the people I work with. And that led me into this industry. I guess I could go back and tell you kind of a quick little 
fun story is I grew up in a family of six kids. It was a melting pot American family, a yours, mine, and ours. I was an only child, married into a family with four boys. And then my father and my stepmother had my half-sister, who's 12 years younger than me. And uh, long story short, my parents were at everything. But one of the ways that we kids made money before you could really go get a job anyplace is we were all paper route kids. And so we were always running paper routes. Well, running a paper route is kind of like being self-employed. And so you get up early in the morning to get the papers delivered and you go off and do your thing. Well, we didn't really quite realize that you were supposed to go collect money back then. See, today it's all electronic payment. But back then you had to go knock on the door and collect the payment for the, for the papers. And we'd walk up there and my brothers never wanted to talk to the people. So we'd get up to the door and knock on the door. And next thing you know, somebody's elbowing me in the ribs like, you talk. I'm like, okay. So I learned all the way back when I was 10, 11, 12 years old, how to talk to people and ask them for money uh, back then. And I think there was this little kind of independent fire that was built all the way back then. I love it. I mean, I, Gabe, I think I've, we've done like 160 or so podcasts now. Um, I've had a lot, a lot of successful people on here. I can't tell you how many of them started off. Their very first job was doing a paper route. Uh, and they're also, they had to go ask people for money, you know, go door to door. I don't think they, they always talked about getting rejected. I doubt you got rejected that much of people wanting to pay um, for their, their newspapers. But um, there's definitely a, a theme here. Oh, yeah, definitely. The, the thing, we never really got told we weren't going to get paid. But every now and then, and this taught, this taught me a pretty neat lesson as well, is every now and then people will be like, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't get my government check until next week. Can you come back on Tuesday? I'm like, sure. I mean, I didn't get it. And then, you know, a couple years later, I started to realize, wait a second, they're home for a reason. They don't have the income for a reason. Why is that? So I just started to think about things like that as I continued to get older. And then I realized I didn't want that to be my situation if I could prevent it. Right. Okay. So you're solving for maximizing freedom. You graduate school, you gravitate towards insurance and finance, but you're working for companies. I, imagine, I can't imagine that you had that much freedom in your very first job, right? Well, I actually went straight commission with an insurance company right out of college. And so um, it was more in the property casualty side of that game. And, uh, and so it was literally straight commission property casualty for a, a, a pretty major regional type insurance company. And it was make or break, feast or famine. You either got it done or you didn't. And uh, thankfully, I didn't have a lot of bills. So it was easy to try to, you know, to, to just kind of scrape by. But that taught me a whole lot. And one of the things that taught me is I didn't like being in the property casualty side of the industry. So I morphed myself into the life insurance and financial services side and then realized I really didn't like the life insurance side of it. So then that morphed me into the um, financial advisory side. And that's where I've been playing ever since 2003 is really that advice and advice delivery. Right. And tell me how you classify a solo entrepreneur versus just a regular entrepreneur? Solo entrepreneur has no employees. All right. That's how I call them. Might be a husband and wife team, but they have no employees. Now, they may have contractors that support them. They may have a whole team of people that support them. I'm a, I'm a solopreneur, run this business all by myself, but I have an executive assistant who handles everything on what I would call the front office. 
I have a virtual assistant who handles everything on what I would call the back office. I outsource everything to uh, podcast production. I literally outsourced my book. I would use a ghostwriter in a company, and I spent eight months talking the book out to a ghostwriter. So I can't really say I'm the author of the book, although I wrote everything in my head. Um, but I published the book and then um, even have people helping me with social media stuff that I outsourced to them to take care of. So I literally have this great organization, but it's just me. And then I outsource to people. That's amazing. That, see, that sounds like freedom. That sounds really good. You got it. You, I mean, but you've you've had to. There's a lot of progress and process in between. You know, starting from scratch and getting to where you are now, and getting this whole framework and specialties and expertise built. I mean, that's that's been your 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 life's work. Yes, yes, and trust me, I've made a whole lot of mistakes on the way here. Um, I had when I decided to go start my own firm in 2008. I left the the big firm that I was with, and I had two employees, one full-time, one three-quarter time. And I brought them over to help me move all my clients over to start this new firm and go completely independent. And a year later, I had to let them both go because one, I made the change rather hastily. I finally just got upset like every entrepreneur does and you know th flips the bird out and said, I'm done. I'm going to go start my own firm. And then you know, so August 1st of 08, I hang the shingle for what's now called Gabe Nelson Financial Incorporated, an independent registered investment advisory firm. 45 days later, Lehman goes bankrupt and the worst financial crisis hits. So I held on for dear life for a year with those two people trying to keep them employed, trying to keep things going. And finally, a year later, I sat them both down and said, I'm really sorry. I, I just I cannot keep you on board. And um, that left a pain in me from having to let those people go that I didn't hire anybody, contractor or otherwise, for 10 years. I literally just did everything myself for 10 years because it was just, it hurt. It was terrible. Right. Yeah, that makes sense, Gabe. That was the exact same time I was graduating college. So looking for my first job, I feel your, I feel your, your pain there. It was like our career fair was the day after uh, Bear Stearns went under and it was like, I'm trying to work in finance. I'm like, this is a, this is, I think I'm working at Starbucks if I'm lucky. <laughs> if you're lucky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, totally feel you there. So let's get into the, the book. You said you have a guide for, uh, you know, helping people maximize, um, you know, laying out the, the framework for their life. So like, I'd love to hear like, you know, this, the foundation of this and the, and like what the, the framework's really about. Well, the framework of the book starts off the, th the, let me, let me even kind of back up a little bit. The framework of the book is, is kind of in three sections of the book. The first one is kind of like for kind of like just getting your mind, right. Getting your vision down, getting like, where are you trying to go with your life? The second part of the book is all of the financial planning pieces and all of the information that someone would want to think about as a solopreneur that they need to be going through and the thought processes to put themselves on the course to mastery of their finances. And then the last section of the book is a case study. And so what I did is I took the first part of the book literally to get your mind right. And, and there's a piece in there that talks about your vision. Like, where are you really, where are you trying to go with this thing? And there's a tool I stole from the coaching world called the life wheel. And that life wheel gives you an assessment in the book. You can actually assess yourself and go, 
all right, my relationships kind of suck right now. And so on a scale from one to 10, they might be a five. How do I get those up? What should I do? Um, my relationship with my wife is fantastic, but could I make it better? What's a little note that I could jot? My finances, my business, my leisure. Do I live where I want to live? And it creates this, this wheel. If you can envision it almost like a, the slices of a pizza or slices of a pie. And each of those triangles represents a portion of your life. And so I like to start with where are you going? What areas of your life need to get better? And then what are the things that you could do to put that in place? And then we go through and talk a little bit about habits, talk about different things to help you, for lack of a put it, like I like to say, get your poop in a group so that you can start moving forward. And then we move into once you've got your mind right and your vision of where you're going and your habits in place. Now let's start talking about what you're doing with your finances. How is your cash flow? How is your debt situation? How is your retirement planning situation? Or is it even there? And then we go everything from cash flow all the way down to debt, to taxes, to estate planning, to retirement planning, everything that I touch on, which is, like I said earlier, a culmination of 27 years of doing this and just laying it all out there for people to go, if I want to go do this myself, I actually could. Yeah. I mean, as you said, that's the, the 27 years that that middle section of the book is that's your expertise. This financial advice that, that, you know, um, is the formula for what works for a solo entrepreneur. So I'm, I'm, I assume it's, you know, it's very specific and like the types of all the types of situations. Yes. Yeah. All the things that you want to be thinking about. Uh, and then I even have a section in there that talks about retirement planning. And if anybody were listening to actually uh, engage me, uh, we start talking about retirement planning. I get all lathered up and excited. It's like, all right, let's go. Here's, here's the fun stuff. Because there's so many things we can do as solopreneurs to build that retirement plan that allows us to retire on our terms. But yeah, that whole section of, of wisdom is in there. And then we bring the whole book together with a uh, case study. And it's literally like, all right, here's somebody, uh, uh, you know, example client. Here's all the things that we talked about. Here's what we did in this situation. And so the case study is, is, is you or it's one of your clients or it's a, it's a, it's a made up person, hypothetical client of people that I work with. Right. So interesting. Um, and so how long has the book been out there and like, you know, who are the target market for this? Is it someone that's just like on the precipice of thinking like, maybe I want to pursue this path or it's like someone that's already like deep in and like needs a whole refactoring of, or, or, or both. Well, first of all, the book came out January 11th of 2022. Um, and the, I guess the avatar for the book is someone who is already successful, who has already started to, to notice the problems that are coming from success. Their situation's starting to get more complicated. They're trying to figure out, what do I do next? And generally what happens is it's either, what do I do next? I don't know what to do. I don't trust myself to do it, or I just don't have time to do it. And so Someone who's already successful is going to get a lot out of this book. But I will say this, someone who's just getting going, it's a fantastic framework to follow that you can just literally follow along and build as your life continues to change. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm bought in. It sounds, it sounds amazing. I want to tap into this 27 years of, uh, of expertise. So uh, Gabe, I'll get you out of here on this. A piece of advice you know, for someone early on in their journey, not successful yet, but like you wanting to be very successful and have, maybe they have the idea of this vision of like what they're solving for. Maybe they're just like, oh, I don't know. I want a Ferrari and a million dollars. Like what do you, um, you know, tell someone that's just kind of getting going on their uh, career journey? 
Ooh, that's really wide open. <laughs> that's really wide open. What I would say is if it's someone who's just getting going in their career, take a look at your situation and determine, can you start to work yourself out of debt and build up your wealth at the same time? In my opinion, you need to try to do them both at the same time. A lot of times people are like, no, I'm not going to do anything. All I'm going to do is pay off debt. And I'm going to pay off debt. Well, I don't totally agree with that because you could be missing out a tremendous opportunity to start to build up your wealth and allow that eighth wonder of the world uh, compounding interest to come into play. So what I tell people is try to do those two things as your first steps, even more granular or even more basic Build up three to six months of savings so that you've got the ability to make that change to your freedom if you need to, or make a career change or whatever it might be. So you have that safety net to be able to do that. Yeah. Well, Gabe, those are some very actionable uh, insights. I really like that. I bought a little bit of Tesla stock right at the IPO that I never, ever, ever sold. And com- I mean, compounding valuations, oh my God, like... My couple thousand dollar investment is is a, is a huge number now. So um, you're right. I had to, I had student loans at the same time, but I bought a little Tesla stock. Um, but uh, but this has been so much fun speaking with you, hearing about the book, the your journey. I assume people can just find this on Amazon and you know everywhere else. People buy books. Yeah, just go to Amazon, type in the Solopreneur's Money Manifesto, and you will find it. Cool. All right, Gabe. Well, again, thank you so much. This was awesome. My pleasure. Thanks, Alex. Appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening today. If you like moving up, the best way you can support us is by telling your friends, helping us grow. Thanks.